A reading from the epistle of Blessed Paul the Apostle to the Colossians. Brethren, we have been praying for you unceasingly, asking that you may attain full knowledge of God's will through perfect wisdom and spiritual understanding. Thus, you will lead a life worthy of the Lord, pleasing to him in every way. You'll be fruitful in every kind of good deed, and you will grow in knowledge of God. By the might of his glory, you will be endowed with the great power to stand fast and endure joyfully whatever may come. And you will give thanks to the Father for making you worthy to share the lot of the saints in light. For you rescued us from the power of darkness and brought us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, through whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of our sins. Please stand for the gospel. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, When you see the abominable and destructive thing which the prophet Daniel foretold, standing upon holy ground, the reader will take note. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. If a man is on the roof terrace, he must not go down to get anything out of his house. If a man is in the field, he must not turn back to pick up his cloak. Unhappy the women who are pregnant of nursing their children at that period. Keep praying that you will not have to flee in the winter or on a Sabbath. For then there will be great distress surpassing any since the beginning of the world until now. Or any that is to come. Indeed, if that period had not been foreshortened, not a human being would have been saved. However, for the sake of the chosen, that period will be shortened. Then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. False messiahs and false prophets will appear displaying such great signs and wonders as to mislead. Were that possible, even the chosen? Remember, I have foretold this to you. So if they tell you, look, he is in the desert, don't go out there. Or, look, he is hidden in the house, don't believe it. Just as lightning from the east flashes clear to the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. It is where the dead body lies that the eagles will gather. Immediately after the distress of that period, The sun will be darkened. The moon will not shed her light. The stars will will fall out of the sky. The host of heaven will be shaken loose. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. While all the clans of earth will strike their breasts when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will dispatch his angels with a mighty trumpet blast. And they will assemble as chosen from the four winds, from one horizon to the other. Learn a lesson from the example of the fig tree. Once its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you will realize that summer is near. Likewise, when you see all these things, you will realize that he is near, standing at your door. I assure you the men of today will not pass away before all these things happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, 
My words will never pass away. The Gospel of the Lord. See you, Lord Jesus Christ. We'll get an uncharacteristically short homily today. I've been battling a sore throat the past few days, and it hurts to speak. So, so the good side is that you get a short homily. It's this Sunday, huh? This time of year, take notice of the readings today and the thrust and the theme of the readings. As the sky and the earth gets darker, the leaves turn, it gets colder, it gets more dreary. The church focuses our attention to what we've all been waiting for and is the second coming of our Lord. And the thrust of that is in this gospel today, Jesus predicting when he will return. And the wise are always, they always pay attention to the signs We've been waiting for 2,000 years for our Lord to return. And in that 2,000-year period, part of the downside is that for us who are waiting, we can become complacent. We can become lazy. Oh, Jesus will not come back tomorrow so I can go on relaxing and living as if I have another 100 years to live. Ah, no, that's the wrong attitude. If you ever look at Christian art especially, There's a famous painting of St. Jerome, the great translator of the Bible, who translated the Bible into Latin. He always has an image of a skull on his desk. Again, why a skull? Because St. Jerome understood that as Christians, we can become too dreary, forgetting that the Lord, the day when he comes back, is actually nearer than we think. At least not in the second coming at all, but at least for our own personal judgments, because tomorrow is not guaranteed. And so the key is focus your attention and live today as if it were our last. Because again, we don't know when our own personal judgment comes or when the final parousa, as we say in Greek, the final end. And all the attention of the church now focuses on this pivotal event when Jesus will finally appear. And there will be no doubt who Jesus is at that moment. The whole world will stand in judgment and awe. And the ones who are not afraid are the ones, as whom Paul speaks about in that first reading to the Colossians, who have perfect wisdom, spiritual understanding, and knowledge of God. You see, all of these gifts which he lists are all part of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Understanding, wisdom, knowledge the divine truths given to us. How do we receive these gifts, or rather, how do we strengthen these gifts already inculcated in those of us who have been baptized, that have been confirmed, because all of these gifts we have within. It's cultivated through what the many of the great saints in our tradition say must come through perseverance and steadfast prayer. Day in, day out. The battle of prayer. 
meditating, contemplating the divine truths. By the way, this is one of the reasons why so many young people are drawn to the Latin Mass, who are rediscovering this beautiful tradition. Because if you notice, in the Latin Mass, it's ordered towards contemplation, silence. It can be frustrating at times, but that's by design. It's to force us to get deeper and to get away from the superficial qualities of life to penetrate wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Simply put, the more we pray, the greater God can be in. He can infuse these divine gifts in us. And that is how we stay strong, not grow drowsy, and stay vigilant as the one who prays relentlessly.